just before we think about how we might allocate design type risks between the parties, uh, what type of risks are we talking about? Well, the main design risks that um, if things are going pear-shaped, you feel the effect during the construction process, or maybe at the end of the construction process, but, you know, i.e., the amount of money you're paying the builder ends up more than you thought at the start, or the time it takes to finish the building work is longer than you anticipated. So that's, that's the crystallizing of the risk. You, you feel the pain, but the... Uh, the actual problem which causes the pain uh, can happen in, in design stage can happen if design information is late. So the people doing the building work haven't got the instructions, they haven't been told, the plumber hasn't been told exactly you know, which pipe to hook up with which pipe where, uh, so they can sit around kicking their heels on site for a bit, waiting for the information to come through. Uh, the design information can be wrong, uh, inaccurate, uh, so the levels are wrong. Uh, and so the foundations are all laid in, and they're at the wrong height. Uh, so that could be a bit of a problem. Uh, the design information could be simply incomplete. There's a gap, so the people on site don't have the inf again don't have the information which they need. They, they, they've got the drawings. It's just that it hasn't got all the information they need. Uh, uh, quite possibly, it might be that uh, you're working on revision G of a design for um, I don't know that roof detailing or something, which Alex showed you earlier on. Uh, you might be on revision G, that's the latest approved design, uh, but the on-site team are working on revision B, uh, which would be a bit of a shame, depending exactly on how important the changes and revisions were. Um, so design inf uh, issues around design information is a significant risk. Um, and designs that don't work because uh, of they're based on usually incomplete or inaccurate information. So... The designs for the, uh, I don't know, the, the raft foundations or the, the two-meter strip foundations that are proposed for all these lovely houses on your site um, might not work terribly well because, actually, when I was there yesterday, there was so much concrete all over the site. You actually, if you built, if you stuck two-meter strip foundations on top of the concrete, your front door would be up there somewhere. So that wouldn't work. Um, or if, uh, if actually, it's, uh, once you get rid of that concrete, if it's really, really boggy and soggy, and you put your two-meter strip foundations in, and then you know, over the years, the dwellings slowly sink in. So it was a fine design. The two-meter strip foundations are a fine design, but actually not, doesn't work in this place. Why didn't we know that? We, perhaps we hadn't done the investigations to see exactly what is the bearing capacity of the ground and match that up with the, de with the, with the designs. I mean, it's a kind of over-exaggerated point, but I'm sure you, you get the idea. So, uh, to, to smaller, apparently smaller level issues, um, you know, the architects will take a view about exactly how much space is needed above this false ceiling uh, to run all the ducting for the uh, um, aircon and so forth, and the cabling and the wiring. Is the, spa is the space allowed in the, in the void or in the duct which runs along the side, uh, is it actually big enough to get all the cabling in? Or when the mechanical and electrical engineering consultant takes a look at the plans, is there a forehead slapping moment? Oh my god, the architect thought I could get all this through that little box? No! And, then, 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 and all, what are all the implications of that? Might be serious, might, might be quite minor. 